see, that's why affirmations work, right? Affirmation is simply when you are saying something to yourself that you now choose to believe. There's no magic in the words. There's magic in the repetition because that's how new connections are formed in the brain. Back to science. This week, Dr. Noel Nelson and I discuss why we rehash arguments and why it's important not to. Stay tuned. Do you want to make 2017 the best year yet for your marriage? Subscribe to the Hitch newsletter so you can stay up to date with the latest marriage information and tips from the leading experts. Go to hitchedmag.com. There is a gray box on the right-hand side asking for your email address. Click subscribe and you're done. Again, that's hitchedmag.com. You can click the newsletter link to see all the newsletters we offer, or you can fill out your email address in the subscribe box. Click the subscribe button and you're done. Happy New Year. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the brilliant, the lovely Dr. Noel Nelson. Hi, Noel. Hi, Steve. Noel is a relationship expert and popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. Uh, Noel is the author of Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, those are her latest relationship books, but she has a bunch of other books, and you can find <laughs> all of them on her website, noelnelson.com. And Noel is also uh, doing a new campaign for amazing. Amazing people called Meet the Amazings, and she has a Facebook uh, group on that. Highly recommend it following. It is a, a fantastic piece of inspiration telling the story uh, in just some some people in let's just say they're elder who are doing really amazing things uh and so if you ever think like oh i wish i could you know do this thing but i don't have time there's always time and meet the amazings is rock solid proof of that um we're actually not going to talk about any of that stuff (laughs) (laughs) uh what we are going to talk about is why we rehash arguments and why it's so important not to. Uh, We know that it's not wise to throw it in your spouse's face that time that he or she scraped the whole side of the car because they weren't paying attention to how they were backing out of that parking lot. But you say, Noel, that we rehash arguments all the time to the detriment of our marriages. So to start things off, what do you define as rehashing? Pretty much the standard definition, which is to say, bringing up the same old, same old, whether it is directly to your mate or in your own head. So, you know, when he forgets your anniversary, you you bring up every time he's forgotten a birthday, the dog's anniversary, your mom's birthday, your sister-in-law's birthday, and from there, it's an easy slide into all the other things he forgot, like to pick up the dry cleaning or the cat from the vet, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So rehashing is exactly the same thing, Steve, as if you were watching a really bad movie. And rather than just walk out, you'd insist not only on staying there through the whole thing, but 
paying good money and returning to see it over and over. Now, you know that's nuts. Mm-hmm. You would never do it. Mm-hmm. So why do you do it with that long past whatever your spouse did that displeased you? That is a very good question. Uh, so if we know all this stuff, why do we rehash? Well, a couple of things. One is kind of obvious and the other maybe not so obvious. Okay. The kind of obvious is it's partially to remind your spouse that whatever they've just done that second to annoy you, they've done the same darn thing over and over again. So now you are really annoyed. And that's a polite word for something else, right? Okay. Okay. (laughs) But secondly... And this is where you know me, Steve. Here goes my science. Love it. It comes out of a sur- yep comes out of a survival instinct. Okay. Survival, as in ingrained habits. Mm-hmm. The human brain's hard wiring, science have, has found, actually pays more attention to danger than we do to good news. It is one of the ways that we assure the continuation of the species, which I know hard to believe is actually paramount thing going on in this on this planet that sounds like a pretty good thing to me yeah (laughs) yes i know but there seems to be so many other preoccupations but that one really is very very important so that one sticks out (laughs) now going way back in our evolution for example last time you went out hunting mastodons alone you discovered oh shoot size does matter so next time You took along your posse, and you tell your never-go-up-against-a-mastodon-alone tale to your tribe again and again and again, and you paint it on your walls, and you repeat it as the nightly campfire story. Phew. Okay. Survival assured. However, when it comes to thriving, happy relationships, the inability to turn off the repetition of whatever bad stuff it doesn't matter if it's small or large, Steve, just bad stuff. That repetition hurts us far more than it helps us. Mm, okay. So why, I mean, why is that? I mean, we, as you are just talking about, this is something that's ingrained in us. This is natural for us. Uh, it's, I'm assuming we all want to survive. So how does talking about or rehashing bad stuff uh, from the past hurt us in the present? Well, whatever you thought about is usually pretty easy to figure out. For example, she spent too much. He won't help with the kids. But rerunning the fight in your mind or speaking it repeatedly to your mate or anyone else who will listen, it doesn't resolve the issue. It just makes you feel bad. It keeps you stuck in the problem. Resolving stuff is what matters And like anything else you repeat to yourself, whatever you're rehashing becomes, and this is the dangerous part, Mm -hmm. how you think about your mate. Mm. So little by little, yeah. See, it's one thing when it's a mastodon, right? It's good to think of mastodons as dangerous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you don't want to change that perception of your mate from loving, caring, committed partner that really he or she is. I mean, we're assuming that we're talking about decent relationships here. Sure. You don't want to change that into seeing them as he who never helps with the kids or Mm -hmm. she who always blows our budget because then it becomes increasingly difficult to have a relatively calm and logical discussion about whatever the issue is. 
because now you have your spouse firmly pegged in the bad guy, bad gal slot relative to this problem. It's as if, let, let's go back to our mastodon for a second. Mm-hmm. It's as if the high-powered rifle has now been developed. Meanwhile, you still are holding on to, gotta take my posse, mm-hmm. even though you could take out the entire herd of mastodons with your high-powered rifle. Mm-hmm. It, you see, it's stuck. It's like stuck in your head. Yeah. I, I mean, this reminds me of a, a thing that we talk a lot about on the podcast, which is what you focus on grows. So totally. if you're focusing on the bad thing, you know, on a loop in your brain, rehashing it, that's what then grows inside of you of they do this thing constantly that annoys me or whatever it might be, uh, you know, scraping right. the side of the car. Uh, I, I wanted to ask uh, before we get to the solution part of this, how deep is this in terms of when you when you rehash this stuff mentally – or you go over that fight or argument repeatedly in your brain, like how much of an emotional toll, like how much does it sap and drain all that other stuff going on inside of you? Um, You know, when you're talking about Macedons and, and, and survival, you know, I'm assuming when you think of that thing charging you the first time that you came up against it and so you have that thing kick in, there was some adrenaline and some other stuff that was going on that like really implanted that memory in your brain and then I'm guessing when you rehash it there's some uh, rejuvenation of those chemicals does am I making all this up or does that actually happen and 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 does that same type of thing happen when you're thinking about this argument that you and your spouse had do you kind of get yourself emotionally worked up again does do you have that same kind of like chemical dump every time you rehash it mentally you don't have the exact same level of chemical dump mm-hmm. unless you amp it inside your mind. But you certainly do have what we call a reactivation okay. of the same neuronal um, triggers. And what that does is automatically it dispenses chemicals throughout your body. Um, you may, you've probably heard, Steve, of how uh, scientists have linked prolonged resentment to the development of certain cancers. Mm-hmm. In other words, often we don't get if you will, how do I say this? It's not the one-shot deal that will usually kill you. In other words, when you have that huge surge of adrenaline, and it's interesting that you mention that because trauma is what implants events most significantly into the brain. And trauma is simply high emotional charge. Mm-hmm. Now, it can be actually high joyous emotional charge that implants, like there are most fathers, if they've witnessed their baby's birth and it was a, a, a successful delivery, will have a vivid e- e- retention, if you will, of that event mm-hmm. because it was in its own way traumatic, but not in a bad way traumatic. Sure. It's just filled with so much emotion. And if you, if anybody who thinks back to their own childhood, what you remember usually has attached to it a very strong, either po- uh, positive or very strong negative emotion. One or one of the two. So, when you are rehashing old arguments, the problem is you keep reactivating, if you will, those same pathways, which means that you keep dumping. Good word for it certain chemicals, not at the same level as the first time, but certainly you keep dumping them. And if you choose to really get into the rehash, mm-hmm. you can achieve almost the same level of what I call trauma. 
Mm. I mean, so it's 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 pretty gosh darn. Which is why, by the way, things like meditation and mindfulness work because they do the opposite. Yeah. I, well, I was going to add: is this why uh, people will? Um, I guess their their brain isolates and hides traumatic things from them so that they can move forward so that they don't constantly rehash traumatic things in their life yes and it is actually you know called repression um i mean you know we're, we're very familiar with it if you will in psychology mm-hmm. and the problem with repression of course is that is those things are going to want to come out somehow that emotion which is the genesis as far as we as well as we understand it for a lot of psychosomatic disorders mm-hmm. okay you know, you're, the the expression "he's a pain in the neck" um, actually is correct. Many people develop a pain in their neck or their back because of someone that they don't want to deal with who is highly unpleasant. Mm-hmm. So uh, your that repression is a very, to me, frightening response because we we sometimes say you you forget what you've repressed. In other words, you may not even remember that it's sitting there, and yet it can be. Uh, manifesting in other ways through your body and so forth that are quite painful. Yeah, and, and so this often gets to another thing that we often talk about, which is uh, people aren't even arguing about the thing that they're arguing about. There's some other deeper Correct. underlining issue that's going on. And so if we know that it's not good to repress things in our past, mm-hmm. and we know that if we continually rehash something from our past, it could destroy or at least erode uh, the good connection that we have in our relationship. So what is the solution? How do we stop rehashing, but not repressing what's going on? Right. Okay. Rewire your brain. Literally. Well, I'm not, a, I'm not an electrician, so you're going to have to help me with that one. <laughs> Take the lid off. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. No, what you do is, you remember when you said whatever you focus on grows? Which Correct. Is mm-hmm. Absolutely true. Well, you, you, you use that, but now to your advantage. Okay. You focus yourself, excuse me, in the direction of what will work, not what didn't. You don't rehash the fight, the annoyance, the... He, she did it again with anyone, including yourself. And you don't throw it up in his or her face when the next disagreement comes up. Okay. Rewiring works. Now, therapists and other mental health professionals use it all the time. <clears throat> it's often caused, called cognitive restructuring. So they're doing this whenever they help someone think differently about something. And then, and this is the key, repeat the new different thinking over and over again. See, that's why affirmations work, right? Affirmation is simply when you are saying something to yourself that you now choose to believe. There's no magic in the words. There's magic in the repetition because that's how new connections are formed in the brain. Back to science. So so really this is coming – you focus on – I guess I'm not quite understanding what I'm focusing on. Am I focusing on – the solution because i'm thinking if i had a fight with somebody well if i had a fight yes, with my spouse getting to that yeah okay so i'm, I'm i want to rewire uh <laughs> i guess i'm not quite sure uh and you're about to explain to me i'm gathering 
what mm-hmm. what is like i don't know if i'm supposed to connect the blue wire or cut the blue wire or the red wire or whatever <laughs> right so like what what am i gotta what am watch I, more macgyver yeah what am i doing here <laughs> okay you're gonna focus on the solution okay <laughs> in other words you become solution driven instead of problem obsessive oh i like so that. yes so for example she spent too much okay mm-hmm. So first thing, how can we together as a couple work out a budget that we can agree to and honor, right? That's problem solving mode. Now, once you've gotten to whatever the the solution is for your particular couple, then you want to focus on, we have a solution. I know what to do. We have a solution. I know what to do. And just like when you were in third grade and you repeated those multiplication tables until you were blue in the face, anytime you want to rehash, you simply go, no. No, done with that. We have a solution. I know what to do. We have a solution. I know what to do. And of course, if you have an easy phrase for whatever the solution is, you plug that in, mm-hmm. right? So or if, if he it's, won't help, yes. I was just going to say. So if if uh, spending too much money is the thing, uh, mm-hmm. and you know the solution is to create a budget, you just tell mm-hmm. yourself, "We just need to create a budget. We just need to create a budget." Actually. You go. You go one step further than that. Okay. You actually sit down, create the the budget, well, and now you yeah. know. I have one hundred fifty dollars uh, for X expense this month, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to honor that. I'm going to play devil's advocate, Goody. and and say, uh, yep, the spouse and I, we know the solution. It's to create a budget. We went. We sat down at the table. We made a budget. And guess what? We did not follow that budget or my spouse did not follow that budget because they never follow the budget because this is not the first time that we've had this conversation. Uh, I want to rehash that old argument now because we've had this conversation before and they're not getting it. Now what? Then you're you're still problem oriented. You're still stuck on the problem. Therefore, you're still stuck on the rehash as opposed to saying, oh, that solution didn't work. Mm. Do you see? You never need to go backwards. That's the mistake people make is they think that they have to go backwards. No, you don't. You just keep moving forward. You take the present, whatever the present happens to be, and the present is this approach to budgeting didn't work. That's the present. That isn't rehashing. That's an invitation to a new solution. Maybe the solution is we actually have to go to a financial planner. Mm-hmm. We actually have to go to someone who will sit on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Expect <laughs> this. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, the, rehashing doesn't – literally, unless we're talking about rehashing the fact that you should always look two ways before you cross the street. Unless we're talking about literal survival, yeah, sure. right? Rehashing is a total waste of energy and never resolves the problem. Even if you're rehashing what you thought was the new solution mm-hmm. that failed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's what you brought up, and very accurately so. It happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about you. Yeah. I mean, most, I mean, most people that I know of and most things that I have read about relationships, which is quite a bit, uh, I, it is – it's – people fight about the same things and it's not even that they fight about the same things it's about the, the fact that they will fight about the same things for decades right and which this... tells you one thing very clearly they're more invested in being right than they are in finding a solution mm-hmm. yeah 
And it's almost like, you know, I, I don't know <laughs> what the relationship is, but immediately that comes to my mind is Thomas Edison working on the light bulb and, and you know, the thousands yep. of different ways that he tried to make that damn thing work with trying all the different filaments. And yep. I'm going to butcher the saying, but it's something like he didn't fail a thousand times. He f- found like, you know, a thousand times that it didn't work right or something along those lines. Yep. And so let me give you a more temporary example which okay. i find which is even more surprising mm-hmm. um you, have you heard of the dyson vacuum cleaner of course very famous the first I, okay oh i have a dyson vacuum cleaner they are not a sponsor there you go, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. and here's the thing is did you know that james dyson had five thousand what he calls missteps while he invented in the process of inventing what ended up being his incredible vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. 5,000. He never called them failures. He called them missteps. Mm-hmm. Now, how many of us could handle 5,000 different ways of coming to grips with the budget? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I, I love that. It's, it's interesting because one of the things that I, I constantly go back to, and it obviously had a major impression on me, is my athletic days. Um, Mm -hmm. when I was competitive, competitively athletic, I still try to be athletic. Um, and one of the things in, in, and I wrestled and one of the things that you learn in wrestling is, uh, if somebody beats you with a particular move, um, that, that's fine. It happens. People know more than you do. They're better than you, whatever. Uh, don't let them beat you with that move again. Make them beat you with something else the next time. And And so you learn the defense to that move, and then the next time they try to do it, you're able to stop it. And they might beat you again, but it's with something different, and it's a constant right. evolution. So get bringing right. this back into our topic, if you try you know, the budget and it's like, well, nope, that didn't work uh, because – you know, we spent too much on, you know, food or, you know, our lunches or something. Well, guess what? Maybe this time, instead of saying that we're going to spend less on lunch when we go out, maybe we just start bringing a lunch. Well, that didn't work. Maybe we make bigger dinners so we can bring leftovers to cheapen the cost of lunch. Like you can, exactly. if, when you really start brainstorming on this stuff, um, you, you're able to get extraordinarily creative. And the best part about this is there are two of you to brainstorm and you can come yes. at it at completely different perspectives and come up with things that not only did, I mean, you literally didn't come up with yourself. It's somebody else came up with this idea because it was totally out of your realm of reference. And mm-hmm. it's like supercharging the brainstorming session. And then it actually becomes fun. And one of the hallmarks of good relationships is the couple has fun together, mm-hmm. even in stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, too, we – particularly when we're thinking about solutions for things that we find like uh, innately difficult for us individually, we – Oftentimes, and I, I see this in myself, I see this in my spouse, I see this with other people I know, where we kind of feel like if it, if we're not doing it the way that everybody else is doing it, there must be something wrong with us. Like, mm. why can't I just budget? Why can't I just exercise? Why can't I just, you know, get up on time? Like all these different things. Um, and it just might be that you just need a different solution than another person and the what you consider the quote unquote norm for everybody else just doesn't apply to you which is fine and i and it's often we have these major breakthroughs 
when people stop trying to mimic uh, the already existing solutions and they kind of tap into what works for them best. And then you have these breakthroughs and, and I, I, you know, I, I just feel like we, we often pigeonhole the opportunities because we aren't getting creative enough in, in ways that we can solve problems. And it's only when you're able to not rehash this stuff and go over, well, all these things didn't work. There must be something wrong as opposed to let's try something different. How else can I right. go about this? And I think that's really and when we, the, the pushing through that we, we got to get to. When we talk about relationships, it's the same thing. In other words, to go from, you know, we can't seem to keep a budget to our marriage must be failing. Mm-hmm is a false conclusion and a very hurtful one. Mm-hmm. And I'm exaggerating a little bit, but that is often where people end up going with it, is something's wrong with me, us. Instead of what you just said is, you know what, there is no one size fits all, and boy is that true. There is no one size fits all, and what works for budgeting the lunch thing for you know us could, could look like, I don't know, planet Mars to somebody else. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's whatever works for your couple that matters. Yep, and I. Uh, but I, I guarantee rehashing doesn't. Yes, that's that's a great uh, that's a great exclamation point. I I just think we and I realize that some marriages are not meant to be. They are, um, sure. da- like damaging damaging relationships. But I also feel like a lot of times people haven't worked through the solutions. To your point, right. they are stuck on being. Uh, trying to be right uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to making something work. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I go back to this a lot because I, I hate excuses because I feel like excuses are just con- convenient ways of being lazy a lot of times. Um, and maybe being lazy is too harsh of a word. But uh, when people say they don't have time for something or they're not able to do something and they give an excuse for it, um, nine times out of ten, I can come up with ten things that they didn't try on the spot. Uh, And it comes down to them prioritizing what they talk about is important to them. And whether or not they're actually doing that, and so I just wanted to add that if you if you want to like exercise more, uh, and you just say, "Oh, I'm too tired," or "I don't have enough time," uh, I my first question is, "Really? Okay, if you're too tired, are you going to bed early enough? Are you getting enough sleep? Uh, are is your spouse chipping in on chores?" to give you more time like like how can you give yourself a little more uh rest you don't have enough time like what are your commitments what can be eliminated are you being redundant with some of the work would you be better off getting somebody to clean your place so that you can exercise which would lower your medical bills which would offset the cost of those things like all the there are a bajillion solutions to things that people make excuses for uh, and when we're talking about relationships and rehashing things, I just think it's really important to I, – I just want to continue to emphasize 
there are a million solutions to just about any problem that you have and rehashing to your point noel rehashing what didn't work is never going to be the right solution correct you know it's interesting an affirmation that one could use just generically when you find yourself in a difficult spot like that is just to say there are a million solutions to this i will find one there are a million solutions to this i will find one Mm -hmm. because that alone will start pumping if you will opening the creative parts of your brain and you'll start to be alert to possibilities around you just by that positive expectation, which is enormously powerful, of there are solutions or there is a solution. I will find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the best part about it is not only is there a solution, there might be multiple solutions that you can choose Absolutely. from. Absolutely. Absolutely. There always are. Yeah. Um, th- this was great. Did you have anything that you wanted to add uh, before we button this one up? No, only that if the image works for you is when you find yourself rehashing is just ask yourself, would I go to the same bad movie over and over again paying good money? Because mm. you're paying good effort and mental juice, if you will, in rehashing that whatever. You wouldn't be so stupid as to do that with a movie, so cut it out. Yeah, no, I. that's a great point because uh, I think a lot about how time is the most important asset that we have these days because it is the it is an equalizer doesn't matter how rich or poor you are everybody has the same 24 7 right and if you spend your time going to that bad movie over and over and over again i mean what a waste you're not going to get anywhere so i I love that i love that metaphor um Well, this was fantastic. Uh, So I want to thank you so much, Noelle. It is always a pleasure, and I look forward to doing this again very soon. Thank you, Steve. And I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many best-selling books, including her most recent relationship books, Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationship. Relationships, plural. Uh, you can get more at her website, noelnelson.com. You can find her on the social media pages, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, her Twitter handle is at Dr. Noelle Nelson. Uh, of course, you can find links to this stuff on our website, hitchedmag.com. Uh, and if you are new to the podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and you can find all the archives. We have 400 plus uh, episodes now in the bank. So if they're not showing up in your your podcast feed because they limit those things, uh, go to our website, hitchmag.com, click the podcast link, and you can go all the way back to the beginning uh, to see if we have discussed something that is uh, pertinent to your current relationship. So uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your time, Noel. It is always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. And that's going to do it. All right. Take care, everybody.